May the words of my mouth and meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord. Amen. Please be seated. As Kit said, Merry Christmas. Freuliche Weihnachten, Joyeux Noël, and Feliz Navidad. In German, French, Spanish, and English, our greeting today and for the next 12 days expresses joy, happiness, and merriment about today, the day that Jesus was born. Navidad means nativity. Noel comes from the old French and Latin for the same word, nativity again. And Weihnachten literally means holy night. And Christmas, well, even in English, it is clear who and what we are talking about. No matter in which language you say it, our Christmas greeting expresses joy about the birth of Jesus. And what a holy night it was, filled with unlikely pairings in unlikely places. Mary, the God-bearer, with nowhere to rest. God, made flesh in the form of a vulnerable baby. This newborn king's first visitors were smelly shepherds who came in with their flock in tow. And then there were angels, heavenly hosts, with awe-striking news, songs from the realms of glory. What an incredible gathering of all of humanity. I wonder what sorts of conversations took place that weren't included in our scriptures. Could they even find words to say? Many of you might know that I don't have any biological children of my own. As it was said in Gone with the Wind, I don't know nothing about birthing no babies. But many years ago, I found myself doing exactly that as a Peace Corps volunteer in this tiny village called Yende Milamu. And autocorrect does not like to spell that word correctly. But I found myself working alongside of two incredible Saj femmes, or midwives, though I do like the literal translation from French, which is wise women. Susan was a refugee from Sierra Leone, and she spoke pidgin English. It was wonderfully melodious as she spoke. And then she also spoke Malinke, which was the dialect of the region I was in. And then my other colleague's name was Fatima. She was from Guinea, and she spoke incredible French. And that same dialect, Malinke. Communication was tricky with these two, because in order to share a story with these two wonderful women, I found that I had to tell the story to Susan in English, and then I would turn to Fatima and tell the same story, but in French. Or Susan would translate in Malinke. But either way, we would have to wait. Listening to the other translation, watching for the same emotions that we had when we heard the story. And usually, the story ended up in laughter because of my mishaps in a foreign land. But every third night, the three of us would spend the night at the health clinic in our village, and we were on duty for birthing babies. Women would arrive in the quiet of the night, seeking the skills of these sage femmes as they delivered their babies. And my friends would gently wake me up, and I became flashlight girl. 
In a health center where there was no running water or electricity, my mag light, that 4D cell batteried flashlight, was far better than any kerosene lantern. And here I was, the Western woman who towered over my colleagues by a good fight foot in height, but I was not the sashtam. I knew very little, and I learned so much. In the quiet of the night, I witnessed my first birth. None of the words were familiar to me. Dialect was being used for speed and conversation and encouragement between the young mother and the midwives. And yet there was trust there. I didn't need to know the words exactly as they were being said. These women knew what they were doing. And boy, was I not prepared for the visible pain of this mother, the hard work, the labor, and the time. Nor was I prepared for the messiness of birth. There's a lot of things they don't tell you when you're growing up about all of that. And I was not prepared for the custom of the region where this baby was born. I was so excited to see the outcome of all this effort that I started to talk, asking questions that I was dying to ask, and I was immediately shushed. The custom in this culture was not to say a word until the newborn made the first sound. So here we stood, midwives, new mother, all holding our breath until this little newborn gasped and then squealed on its own. And then, then we danced, we sang, we squealed in joy too. We were a very unlikely group of people, a Sierra Leonean refugee, a Ghanaian, a first time mother, this really tall Southern white woman with a flashlight. And we found ourselves covered in the messiness of birth, and bound together by the universal gift of breath and laughter. Unlikely people in very unlikely places, helping to bring new life into this world. Today, our readings speak of birth and new beginnings. We hear of a new beginning in Isaiah, and it's right two chapters before that marvelous piece you can't help but singing from Handel's Messiah about that child will be born to us, wonderful, counselor, mighty God, prince of peace. The same hope for freedom is expressed in the baby lying in the manger in Bethlehem. A new thing, a new life, and at the same time, the continuation of the same love of God that has been told through the ages. In the ordinary, God takes human form and lives with us. Emmanuel, God with us. Throughout scripture, we hear the message of God's love for God's people. Each prophet translates that message into their context, and then here in a manger, God comes down to tell that message in and through Jesus, a baby who in the very beginning has no words, but grows into the man who tells us how to live, how to love, 
how to better understand who God is, living with us in the pains and messiness of life. Jesus gives us new breath and laughing and dancing with us in the delight of new life. Even when we do not have the words, God provides comfort and a new way. Today, the birth story is told again in our gospel reading for the first time. Angels share the message with the shepherds in words and language and presence that the shepherds understand. Angels, these celestial bodies in the heavenly realm, close to God, share the news with those who are in the field, working while others sleep, tending livestock. Shepherding was an essential, but by no means heavenly occupation. And they, the shepherds, received the same joy as if they were priests or kings who had visited that night. God is with them, right then and right there. And they spring into action. With haste, they go to see the baby Jesus, unlikely people in unlikely places, receiving news of great joy. And the story has been told over and over again. For over 2,000 years, we have told this story. We may not understand all of the words, all of the time. We may identify with different portions of the nativity at different moments in our own lives. But one thing is sure, God is with us in our messiness, our grief, our brokenness, this world's violence, and also in our joy. God is there and will triumph over this broken world. We too are called to be midwives, sharing this story with all who are around us, using words that others might understand, words that shed light in the midst of a world so desperate for unquenchable hope and joy. Sometimes our task is messy. Sometimes we will have to wait anxiously. Sometimes we will need someone else, even the most unlikely of people, to hold the flashlight for us to show us the light. The light for new birth and new hope. As our song, our hymns sing, Veiled in flesh the Godhead see, Hail the incarnate deity, Pleased as man with us to dwell. Jesus, our Emmanuel. Merry Christmas, friends. Merry Christmas.